Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, February 16th. I'm Erica Klessy, and this is The Point from WUFT News. For today's episode, I spoke to WUFT reporters Madison Panzer and Megan McGlone. Madison wrote a story following three Olympians from Ocala as they compete for gold at the Beijing Olympics this year. And Megan wrote a story about how inflation is affecting local businesses in Gainesville. Here's Madison on the Olympians. So these three Ocala natives who grew up inline skating, which is, you know, essentially in a roller rink, and you would never really expect champions and athletes in the Olympics during the winter to be from Ocala where it is warm and there's not really any ice rinks around. So what drew me to this story was how inspiring it was to read about individuals who grew up in the same area in a place where you didn't really find them on ice. Can you give me a little bit of background on each of these Olympians? So with Brittany Bow, she is a three-time Olympian and she is a seven-time world champion in speed skating. So she actually took up inline skating at the age of eight, where, you know, like I said, she's from Ocala and she soon became a well-known figure in the sport, winning many, many world championship medals. So growing up, she actually played, ended up playing division one basketball at Florida Atlantic University. So that was another sport she was interested in. But when she graduated in 2010, she decided to pursue speed skating because that was what she really wanted to do rather than playing basketball professionally. So obviously it worked in her favor and she ended up competing in her first Olympics in 2014. And she placed sixth in the women's team pursuit, eighth in the 1000 meter and 13th in the 500 meter, as well as 14th in the 1500 meter. But from there, she continued to practice and practice and now it is her third Olympics. So with Joey Mantia, he's also a three-time Olympian, and he started professional inline skating actually at the age of 17. So what's interesting about Joey is that it was around the age of 25 where he decided to take on speed skating. And, you know, you would think that when you think of an Olympian, you're like, oh, they must have started at age three practicing on ice, doing all these things. But When you hear Joey Mantia took on the sport at age 25 and is to the point where he is now, it's absolutely incredible. And for Erin Jackson, at the age of 10, she took up inline skating. And there's a point where she traded in her rollerblades for ice skates, as many inline skaters have done in Ocala. And it's actually incredible because she, you know, was the first black American woman to win a spot in long skating and also recently as we know she just won gold in the 500 women's speed skating in the 500 meters so just to see where they have all come from is absolutely incredible and they all had the same coach for inline skating so renee hildebrand she is a woman in ocala who taught them inline skating and it's just really amazing to see how these three individuals all at different ages decided you know I'm going to put on a pair of skates and get on the ice. That was WUFT reporter Madison Panzer talking about Aaron Jackson, Brittany Bowe, and Joey Mantia, three Ocala natives competing for gold in this year's Winter Olympics. Madison is posting live updates on these Ocala Olympians as they compete, which you can follow on WUFT.org.
Now, here's WUFT reporter Megan McGlone, who spoke to business owners in Gainesville and how they are handling the effects of nationwide inflation. Just to kind of start off, I mean, I talked to Tina. She owns Lanza Gallery and Art Supplies that's in High Springs, and she was talking about how her art supplies had gone up between 20 to 25 percent in recent months. And, you know, she's kind of considering, because this is like a retirement job for her, because this sort of pays for itself. So she's not sure how much longer she's going to be open because of that aspect of it. Someone else really interesting that I talked to was Don Quincy. He owns Quincy Cattle Company, and that's in Chiefland. They sell livestock and beef across Florida and also into other states like Texas. The supply for their cattle feed is up 20 to 30 percent in price. And he's not even entirely sure how long people are going to be buying beef for because the price of their beef is going up. And although they're kind of staying competitive with those prices, they're just not entirely sure how long people are going to keep buying beef. You know, like when do people decide that's too expensive? I'm going to stop now. What did the other business owners that you spoke to say? So I did talk to two gift stores and they had a really interesting perspective because they basically said, you know, because we don't sell one certain product and we can pick and choose what we sell, they have a little bit more flexibility with inflation. And so Paula King owns a gift store in Ocala and Butler Town Center in Gainesville. And she was telling me about how she's raised a few of her prices, not many, um, and she substituted some goods, but it's kind of cutting into her profit, having to deal with more shipping costs and surcharges. And the same sort of goes for Trudy. I talked to her, she's in Ocala, your heart's desire, but she's kind of having almost a better experience in a way because although she's had to also decide which products to have and which ones to get rid of, she's actually seen her business improve. And so she's dealing with higher costs, but she's keeping her prices low because she's seeing business improve. And so that's kind of able to keep price the same for her customers. That was WUFT reporter Megan McGlone discussing inflation and how it's affected many local businesses. For more on Megan's story on inflation and Madison's story on Ocala Olympians, visit WUFT.org. Now let's look at today's top headlines. Governor Ron DeSantis is backing a House proposal to cut $200 million in education funding to a dozen Florida counties who put in place mask requirements for students and school staff last year. According to the Pensacola News Journal, this proposal to cut funding will affect large counties like Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, and smaller counties like Leon, Alachua, and Volusia. Local organizations across North Florida are trying to find ways to combat the opioid crisis as it continues to take lives. The Ocala Police Department launched the Heroin Opioid Amnesty Program in January 2018 to encourage drug addicts to seek help. For more information on this organization and others, visit WUFT.org and look for author Bryce Brown. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which will drop the latest stories into your inbox daily at 8 a.m. I'm Erica Klessy, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great week.